This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. The state of Illinois has the nation's most permissive abortion law. Not only does it allow elective abortion for nearly any reason, it allows for third trimester abortion. It removes all health and safety requirements for abortion facilities. It takes away a requirement that abortion-related deaths be investigated by a coroner. It also seals all abortion-related documents, exempting them from the state's Freedom of Information Act. And there's even more. Pro-life forces are fighting back. The Thomas More Society is actively seeking people who want to challenge that law in court. Thomas More Vice President and Senior Counsel Peter Breen explains the law and how it's being challenged on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. Unplanned, a movie about an abortion clinic director who left her job at Planned Parenthood, is the number one DVD in Amazon sales after surpassing expectations in movie theaters. Unplanned tells the true story of Abby Johnson, a Planned Parenthood clinic director who quit her job with the nation's largest abortion provider in 2009 after having a conversion experience regarding the procedure. The movie's director says that the news that Unplanned became Amazon's top-selling DVD for its official release on Tuesday is especially gratifying given suppression of the movie by mainstream media and social media in an attempt to damage it during its initial run in theaters. Obstacles to the movie's success included its R rating from the Motion Picture Association of America and censorship on social media. In a related development, that pro-life movie, Unplanned, is available in some Walmart and other retail stores. The Unplanned DVD, Blu-ray, and digital includes a booklet with a devotional from Save the Storks, interviews with Abby Johnson, a making a featurette, deleted scenes and trailers, and Unplanned official music video. On August the 3rd, a lone gunman walked into an El Paso, Texas Walmart and began shooting. In moments, 20 people had been killed and two dozen injured. During the next two days, two more victims died from their injuries. Early the next morning on August the 4th, another gunman began shooting people in the Oregon Historic District of Dayton, Ohio. Ten people died, including the gunman, and 27 others were wounded, 14 of them doomed to being shot. No LCMS church members in either El Paso or Dayton are known to have been directly affected by the shootings, but LCMS congregations in both areas have been sharing their community's griefs and in the days since the shootings occurred, coming together to support those affected. Shortly after both incidents, Comfort Dogs from Lutheran Church Charity's canine program arrived to bring encouragement and much-needed smiles to the hurting. The dogs and their handlers have been visiting hospitals, government offices, and other locations offering support to medical and service personnel, as well as to victims and their families. California School District will not allow parents to opt out their children from classes containing LGBTQ content, figures, or historical references, emails show. The Murrieta School District says that parents have the ability to opt their children out of comprehensive sexual health, but parents are still not able to opt their children out of LBGTQ content when taught in other subjects, according to emails obtained by the Daily Caller's News Foundation. The district recently came under fire after a video from a conservative group, Our Watch, 
Exposed progressive sex education programs in California, teaching children about oral sex, masturbation, role-playing, and more. World Lutheran News Digest will be back right after these messages. Listening to Worldwide KFUO on the go with your smartphone doesn't mean you have to walk around with earbuds all day. You can Bluetooth across the room to a speaker system in your home or listen on radios that have built-in smartphone cradles. There are many easy ways to listen to WorldwideKFUO.org on the air, online, and on demand. We proclaim the clear gospel message of Christ crucified for our sins. The messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. Este é Notícias Luteranas pelo Mundo. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. The state of Illinois now has the most permissive abortion laws in the country. Not only does it permit elective abortion under nearly all circumstances, it eliminates conscience protection for medical personnel and mandates private insurance cover abortion as well as taxpayer funding under Medicaid. But pro-life forces are fighting back, led by the Thomas More Society. The Society's Vice President and Senior Counsel, Peter Breen, is my guest today on World Lutheran News Digest. Mr. Breen, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you for having me, Kim. Can you uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? I know you have quite a bit of history, including serving in the state legislature, and about the Thomas More Society itself. Sure. And for over the last decade, I have been dedicated to pro-life law, defending religious liberty, defending the First Amendment rights of individuals and churches on a variety of topics. As well, I've also served in various levels of Illinois government, including being in the state legislature for four years and serving as the Republican floor leader. So I was the lead debater against all of the bills that uh, our House Speaker, Mike Madigan, uh, was the country's longest serving House Speaker, allowed to the floor. Uh, so it was, it was quite a wild ride uh, during, uh, during my time of public service. We at the Thomas More Society, using our, our legal acumen, uh, some of the, you know, the experience that all of us have gathered, including me, uh, we have really positioned ourselves to, to do everything possible to lead the legal fight against this disastrous new abortion law in Illinois. And, and in particular, we, we've, we've detailed for folks uh, what was going on during the legislative process now that it has passed. And it was unfortunate that it did. It was, a, uh, it was something we thought we had killed it. Uh, but, of course, you know, nothing's ever quite, uh, quite dead in the Illinois legislature. But any, anything harmful, you always have to be, uh, be on the lookout. And so now that it's come into play, we are organizing the legal effort uh, to try to, to cut away at the parts of this bill, just you know, part at a time. Uh, and that's what we've been up to lately, the fight Illinois abortion law effort. Uh, that's kind of what we've been doing right now. There are a number of points in this bill, in this law, as I'm reading them, that are especially offensive, uh, that really stand out. For example, the law establishes abortion as a fundamental right under the state constitution. It also says that no fetus, no uh, child who's unborn has any legal rights under Illinois law. And another one that is very frightening is that all abortion-related documentation provided to the state is exempt from the Freedom of Information Act. It, it is uh, uh, pretty much it was it was the abortion industry's every wish. Uh, the only the only thing they didn't get repealed uh, in in particular was the parental notice law. 
Uh, and they've said they're going to try to do that next. But that's the only thing that was left in Illinois uh, in terms of abortion regulation. Our, our health and safety regulations, so the licensing requirement, also was wiped away. So now there is no restriction on that. Uh, nurses can now hand out uh, medication abortions. They could administer medication abortions. A whole host of things in there that uh, they are just terrible. That We had a criminal penalty for performing an abortion on a woman who was not pregnant. That was repealed. Uh, so now that is that is no longer uh, illegal in the state of Illinois. Uh, it just just some outrageous, outrageous uh, items that were repealed, along with conscience protections for medical providers uh, who do not want to be a part of abortions. They still have some protections, but even those uh, were weakened uh, pretty substantially a few years ago. So we're we're going to be you know we're fighting those those weaknesses uh, in another federal lawsuit. Uh, but but all of this. Uh, has been just terrible. And then the one that we are focusing on right now with the FightIllinoisAbortionLaw.com, uh, that particular uh, fight is the mandate that every uh, Illinois small business, church, a small church, a religious nonprofit, etc., cetera, uh, that they provide in their private health insurance plans coverage for elective abortions. Uh, so that is something that uh, a lot of these other regulations that we're talking about regulate the abortion procedure itself. Uh, they, they deal with the issues surrounding abortion. This one actually drags in a lot of people who might never even consider uh, having an abortion or what have you. They're going to have to put their private insurance dollars in, their company's insurance, to provide these uh, procedures, which uh, for people of faith, you know, we look at it and go, you know, this is uh, the intentional killing of an innocent human being. So it's something you would never be able to put your private funds to, uh, you know, in your in your own you know, if you have a choice. And so we're trying to sue to ensure that you have a choice uh, in this uh, with this insurance issue. Even nonprofits and churches would be forced to carry that type of insurance. I, I will tell you something. The on on the floor of the legislature, the 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 sponsors of this this law uh, when it was when it was moving through the floor, they were dissembling. I, I, this is the thing with the abortion movement. They cannot tell the truth about their legislation. You watch these floor debates. They, I mean, it was frustrating to me uh, when I served in the legislature. It is just as frustrating today watching as a private citizen. Uh, when they just they dissembling and say, oh, no, no, that's not going to do this. It's not going to do that. And I'm sitting there going, there are no exemptions in this law. Uh, and, and, and when I have now, we've been able to have some private uh, conversations with insurance industry representatives, and they've confirmed there are no exemptions in this law. So we have to create them in the courts. Uh, otherwise, we're stuck. We are, we are uh, forced to pay. I, I will say there are some, there are some, some, I don't want to call them exemptions, but there are certain companies and organizations that will not be uh, impacted by this mandate because of federal law. So multi-state companies, so the larger companies, they're governed by federal law that preempts state law and then uh, self-funded uh, entities. So large companies, large ministries that are able to do self-funding can get themselves out of this because the state of Illinois can't regulate them. Uh, but again, it, what, what happens, as, as often does, these terrible mandates hit the, the small guy. They hit the little guy. Uh, and particularly anybody that knows anything about Illinois law, uh, you know, the big guys all have lobbyists. The little guys don't. And so the little guys are the ones that get hit. So your, your local pregnancy center, your, your local small church, uh, other uh, entities like that, um, small businesses, those are the ones that are going to be impacted the worst.
are these laws actually in effect now, or are we? Are yes. We, and hey, Kip, Kip, I'll tell you, this was the other thing. Normally, a law, uh, you sign it into law, it goes into effect January 1st. They made this this law immediately effective. And the governor, instead of waiting his typical 60 days, you know, normally they wait 30 days to send it to him. He gets 60 days to consider it. They rushed the signing. And so it was immediately effective. And it's just it's gone into effect. The insurance companies have been kind of set back. They're not quite sure what to do. Uh, small businesses, I've talked to small businesses and they talk to their insurance agents. Their insurance agents don't even understand the terms of this law uh, because I, 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 have, I can send, show you emails that their insurance agents have said, well, no, 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 no we, it's, it's not covering abortion. I'm sitting there going, does he know the new law? Has, have, have the insurance companies even updated their insurance agents as to the terms of this thing? And they haven't. I mean, this is whenever these folks on the other side act, I mean, they act, it's not even done well. So they they have to lie on the floor uh, as they're debating. They then uh, rush the thing through and everybody's trying to figure out what are you trying to do? And there's no way to do an orderly rollout. And so it's, it's, it's in effect as of your next renewal uh, for any company that's up for renewal. As soon as they renew, you are going to be putting your, your precious dollars, uh, your small ministries dollars are going to be used uh, to support abortion funding. So I think about it, a crisis pregnancy center that exists to uh, help women with alternatives would be forced at their next renewal to put their private premium dollars into the pot to cover elective abortions. Well, not only that, we're seeing protections that have been actually taken away from women. I'm looking specifically where uh, uh, there are no longer any health standards for the abortion clinics. You know, a nail, uh, a place where women get their nails done are more tightly regulated than this where they actually undergo a medical procedure. I mean, veterinary clinics, I mean, they're, they're, they're more concerned about FIDO than they are about the baby. Um, and and, and we're all concerned about FIDO, but for heaven's sakes, uh, this, is, this is crazy. And, and this is the other issue. All of these laws that we had in effect in Illinois were the result of some wrong that was done by the abortion industry. You know, the number one rule of legislating is if you, if you see a law that does something, Look for why that law was put into place, because usually somebody had something bad happen to them that then was the result. The reason we had a criminal penalty for performing abortions on women not pregnant is because you had abortion doctors doing abortions on women not pregnant in the state of Illinois. I mean, we've we've had for health and safety a few years back. We they finally did an inspection after the Gosnell uh, issue out in Philadelphia, where the man was uh, this abortionist was murdering uh, born babies. A terrible, terrible situation. We in Illinois finally did inspections. The, the inspections found uh, the abortion clinic in Rockford, Illinois, was reusing ster- uh, surgical instruments without sterilizing them. So think about that. Back to back, different women getting the same uh, surgical instruments, no sterilization. Shut that down. Peoria Clinic was heavily fined and shut down for a brief period of time. Lincolnwood shut down. North side of Chicago shut down. And so we've got a history of this in Illinois. And what do we do now? Wipe all of these protections away um, and pretty much now invite uh, a whole new generation of filthy abortion clinics and filthy abortion doctors to, to set up their practices here in Illinois. Who will be paid by private insurance and by Medicaid, taxpayer-funded Medicaid. Wow. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing, Kip. You know, this was something, there was so much done in this bill, in this law, that you, you, you just you can't even wrap your arms around it. The biggest thing that gets people the most worked up is third trimester abortions are now legal in Illinois. 
Um, I mean, they've been illegal since 1975, and we, we had numerous protections for children that were uh, post-viability is the term we use, so that means they're able to survive, you know, a child who can survive outside the womb. And, and at this point now, all of the uh, all of the criminal penalties for, for performing an abortion on that child have been repealed. The uh, the administrative penalties, so the penalty at the medical board uh, if you do an abortion uh, improperly on a child like that, uh, all gone. Uh, we had protections where you had to re- had to for a post viability baby you had to have a second doctor in the room in case the child was born alive to care for that child. All gone. You you used to have to. Tell the state the reason if you were going to do a you know, life or health abortion on a woman for a post-viability pregnancy. So, so they pretty much ne- these, these, these post-viability abortions never happened in Illinois. All of the restrictions on them are gone. And you see in other states where they have a, a regime like this, there's a handful of states like this. The, the late-term abortion has set up specialty clinics to do these, these third-trimester abortions. And people will fly in from all over the country it's a multi-day procedure. They stay overnight at a hotel where they've negotiated a rate and then they, you know, two, three days and then they send them home. And so now, I mean, when you say, you know, Illinois is becoming the abortion capital or the bankruptcy and corruption capital uh, in terms of our state government, now the abortion capital uh, of the country uh, because of these new, uh, these new laws. This is why we say that. One of the other uh, parts of the law that I noticed is that it ends the requirement for anesthesia for uh, for a fetus that is capable of feeling pain. Right, and what, what, it, what it did was it required that the abortionist offer that option to the woman, uh, who you know, to the pregnant woman, uh, and so it was her option to, to either accept it or reject it. And of course, uh, what does it do? Uh, you know, the, 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 um, I mean, we all know that a 24-week-old fetus much less a 39-week or a 40-week-old fetus, a full-term baby who is ready to be born, they can feel pain. Everyone knows that uh, for us to a medical certainty. And yet now, uh, no anesthesia, and you can, you can abort them with, without uh, any, um, any thought. And they have no rights of their own. I mean, I, this is the thing that, that, is, that is causing us just great consternation. We, we, I want to find a legal theory that I can take on this. How is a full-term baby in utero any different than a full-term baby ex-utero? Uh, I just don't see the difference. And frankly, it's, it's, it is, it, there's no way to argue that it's safer for the woman not to give birth at that point. Uh, so, I mean, we, we would love to you know, see some sort of constitutional challenge there. It's just very, very difficult uh, when you have these, these, uh, these terrible laws in place. And, you know, that, that baby... Just the difference in location in the uterus versus out of the uterus means no rights at all. It reminds me a bit of Dred Scott, where Justice Cheney said the black man has no rights that the white man is bound to respect. Well, and, and many, many within the abortion, uh, the kind of this abortion space, our, our, our pro-life movement leaders, particularly in the black pro-life movement, have uh, often used uh, that, uh, that analogy. Uh, you get uh, Dr. Alveda King and, and, and others uh, who have been just wonderful leaders, uh, really from the black community on the pro-life issue, you know, looking and saying, wait, where is the difference? Where is the difference? And it's, and it's hard to put your finger on how, what is the difference between uh, the issues that we dealt with uh, there and the, you know, 150 years ago and then today. Well, you're fighting it. How is the fight going? How can people be aware of what is that going on, what isn't going on? How can they help? 
Well, and, and so here's what you can do. You can go to fightillinoisabortionlaw.com. We did a webinar, so I did that a few weeks ago, to, uh, to, to lay out for people the full scope of this law, along with then giving people the, the opportunity to fight back, which was to, to join the lawsuit, uh, certainly to pray for us as well. But what, we were, what we're doing is we're, we're looking for individuals and small businesses and small entities uh, who would like to be a part of this. So, so we had, uh, number one was small people with small business plans. So small business people, uh, nonprofits, small churches. We're also looking for folks who are on the individual. So if you buy individual insurance on that healthcare exchange, federal law says there have to be non-abortion plans on your, on your exchange. But Illinois just contradicted federal law. There's no exemptions. There's no exceptions in the Illinois law. So we want to challenge that. And as well, we think that state and local government workers in Illinois may have an ability to do a lawsuit so their dollars don't go uh, for these uh, these procedures that are so against the deepest core of our being. So anyone that has an interest in that, either you can contact us directly or go to fightillinoisabortionlaw.com. Uh, you can you can check that out and then sign up, and, and we'd love to to make you part of our legal team. Well, for example, as you just said, there are going to be many agencies, uh, both private and uh, and some nonprofits, who are going to be impacted by this law against their will, against their beliefs, against everything that they stand for, and they'll be forced to support it. And, and, and I mean, just just think about that. Your your donors give you money to to preach the gospel, to to spread a, a mission. Uh, and and you're going to have to turn around and put those dollars to elective abortions. That is, it's just outrageous. Or, or you're a small business, you know, you're a print shop, you're a bakery, you're a, uh, you know, a tax preparer, what have you. you know, the people in your community come to you and you are a leader in that community. Uh, you give uh, money to the church, you, you do all the things you're supposed to do. And now the state government is going to force you to put some of those, those, those dollars that, that come into your business into abortion. Elective abortion against your will uh, it is just outrageous. Now, correct me if I'm in error of this, but state law cannot supersede federal law. Is that correct? Correct, and and that's why you know we mentioned for the the thing is you know the federal law exempts the big companies I mean, as, as it should because they have multi-state insurance plans, so they can they can be across the country, uh, and it exempts those who do self-funding. So you've got to have enough people and enough money. Uh, to do a self-funding plan. Uh, otherwise, you know, if you, you might have one employee that gets really sick. If you do only got five employees, if you're self-funding, you bankrupt your business. But if you've got 100 employees, you might be able to, to make that work in a self-funding pool. But again, that's why this, this law hits the small folks, the little guy, more than anyone else. It is appalling. <laughs> I have to admit, I, the more I read about this bill, the more shocked I am. I used to think that the New York law is perhaps the most extreme, but I don't think it's true anymore. It looks to me like Illinois has the most extreme abortion law in the nation. It, it, it does. And, and I don't. So here's the way I've put it is this. I know full well this this 130 or so page monstrosity absolutely ripped apart the fabric of, of Illinois abortion law, conscience protection, et cetera, that have been that have been our, our baseline. For 40 years in the state of Illinois, and and we are not our laws have not exactly been pro-life. They've been very they're very pro-choice on abortion, but they've been at least somewhat protective. And we don't have third trimester or didn't have third trimester abortions and all of this. And really, most abortions it was it was limited to about 18 weeks in most places. And now it's all been wiped away. And and so there's certainly no law in the country that did more to to harm 
the culture of life in their state than than we than we did here in Illinois this term. It, it's just it's devastating just the, the the breadth of it and the the dis, the different parts of abortion regulation that were just wiped away uh, with this one this one act. And this was signed into law by a governor whom I believe is a Republican. Oh no no so that we. The, the Republican was the one who gave us taxpayer funding under Medicaid. This one is the billionaire uh, Democrat, J.B. Pritzker, who has said uh, he's the new guy. He, he said that uh, he, he wanted the most progressive, I'll put quotes around, progressive state in the country on abortion and then on a variety of issues. So he has uh, ex- uh, doubled or tripled our gambling we're going to have uh, legalized recreational marijuana uh, across the state, even though the law enforcement community says they have no way of policing uh, the issue, along with a, a host of other things. You're going to have an LGBT American history mandate on grade schoolers. Uh, transgender bathrooms has just been uh, legislated. So we've, we've got a whole host of items uh, that this new governor has uh, ushered into law. Uh, that the people of Illinois are going to have to deal with, and particularly people of faith in Illinois are going to have to deal with over the next few years. Well, Mr. Breen, you've certainly given us a lot to think about and uh, have some nightmares over. Uh, well, well, look, I, we, we've got to fight back. And that's that's what we're trying to do is, you know, hey, it's, it's yes, it's bad. It's pretty it's, it's terrible. But we can start to take productive, practical steps back. The, the thing I would leave with everybody is, hey, the people of the state of Illinois are not in favor of these items. I'm looking at the polling on this stuff. The people of the state of Illinois are, are they're Midwesterners. They're not, they're not in for all of this crazy stuff. Um, and so if we give them practical ways to fight back and we, we really put up a fight, you actually can, you're going to get a groundswell of people behind you. So that, that's what I would say. And of course, we're going into an election cycle for all these state reps will be up for election. And there are a lot of people that uh, do not deserve to be reelected to their seats. Let's put it that way. One last time, what is the uh, what is the website for people to learn more about this? Right. FightIllinoisAbortionLaw.com. FightIllinoisAbortionLaw.com. All, all together. There's no, uh, no spaces, no dashes or anything. Just all four words all together. Thank you very much, Mr. Breen, for being on the program and shedding light on this horrific situation. God bless you and help you in your work. Hey, thank you, Kip. Great to be with you. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.